This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. In these weeks, we read about the construction of the Mishkan, the portable temple that traveled with the Jewish people during their 40 years in the desert. At the center of the Mishkan was the Aron, the holy ark which contained the Luchas. The Aron was a square box made of wood. The Torah commands, you shall cover the wood box with pure gold from the inside and from the outside. So the need to cover the outside with gold is understandable. The centerpiece of the Mishkan should certainly be majestic and regal. But what need is there to cover the wood on the inside of the box as well? What is the Torah teaching us here? So the Gemara Masechtas Brachos relates an incredible story. One day, the Nasi Reb Gamliel and the Tana Reb Yeshua had a disagreement. And because of the honor of Rabbi Yeshua, the Rabbanim decided to remove Rabbi Gamliel from his post as Nasi. And he was replaced by Rabbi Lozab and Azariah. While Rabbi Gamliel was in charge, he had a very strict policy regarding who he accepted into his yeshiva. He said, Any student whose inside is not like his outside, meaning whose outward expression of righteousness is insincere, he placed a security guard by the door and they were not admitted into the base madrash. There were only a limited amount of students who could fit that lofty description. However, when Berlazab and Azariah became the Nasi, he abolished that policy and he let everyone into the base madrash. So how did Rugamliel know that a Talmud Chacham had to be Toiche Kabare? And what source did he base his policy on? So the Gemara Masech this Yuma says, he learned it from the Aaron. By the Aaron, the Pasik says, It must be covered with gold on the inside and on the outside. So just as the Aaron, which contained the Lucha, symbolizing Torah, was covered with the same gold coverings on the outside and on the inside, so too a Tamad Chacham must be Toiche Kabarai. He must be genuine with his interior matching his exterior. But the question is, the toichoi, the inside of the aron, did not match the baroi, the outside. The middle box was wood. So the inside, which was wood, did not match the outside, which was gold. So I saw an unbelievable idea from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He said, the outside of a person is always gold. He portrays himself to the outside world as the perfect Jew. Talks the part, walks the part, dresses the part. But a person realizes that their inside is far from gold. They have plenty of flaws and shortcomings and different midos they have to work on and rectify. Rabbi Gamliel only saw two boxes. The gold box on the outside and the blemish box on the inside. He only saw the Metzian student, the child prodigy, the geniuses of the generation. So every other student got locked out of the Besmedrish. He didn't even give them a chance to succeed. Then Rebbe Lazar ben Azari came along and he said, Rebbe Gamliel, you're mistaken. The Aron has three boxes. Inside the wooden box, in the toich toichoi, in that flawed box, there's a third box. And that is pure gold. If you search the extreme recesses of their hearts, they all want to learn Torah. They're all yearning for a connection to Hashem. Toichai Ratzav Ahava. The other students also want to grow and shtaig and learn Torah. Take away the Shomer Pesach. Let them all into the base matters. 
The Gemara says on that day, they added 400 new benches to the base madrash. Because the panemius of a yid is Zohar If we awaken that pint on the yid, in that Yiddish in the Shama, we will find pure gold. There's a famous anecdote that is attributed to the great Renaissance artist Michelangelo. He was renowned for his ability to create statues filled with life. One day, after carving a magnificent lifelike image of an elephant, someone from the audience asked him, Michelangelo, how do you go about creating such a beautiful piece of art? And he said something so profound. You want to know how to make a statue of an elephant? Take the biggest block of granite you can find and chip away everything that is not elephant. What he meant to say is, when an artist looks at a huge block of stone, they can already envision the outcome within that piece of stone. They are not creating an elephant from scratch. How will I create the eyes, the mouth, the trunk? In their mind, the elephant is already embedded in that block of stone. All they have to do is chip away all the obstacles, cut out all the extraneous materials, and an image of an elephant comes to life. And this is the greatness of every yid. We don't have to create an Aaron Kodesh from scratch. We don't have to create holiness. Within the core of every yid is already implanted a holy soul. A neshama that is Zohar Every student, every child was already handed the tools. The potential for greatness is already there. All we have to do is guide them and encourage them to make some minor improvements, chip away at the obstacles, clear out some debris, and their inner greatness will emerge. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.